Welcome back. Very disappointing loss for the Giants. They dropped this one 31-18 to the Detroit Lions. The Giants were home. Fall to 7-3. The Lions win their third in a row. They're back to 4-6. and six. Good for them. Both teams have quick turnarounds. They play on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So this was a game where, um, yeah, I was more concerned about this one as compared to last week. I would think we all can agree that the Lions are a better football team than the Houston Texans. Um, but the Lions, they can score points. And the Giants offense, for the most part, they've been decent this year. They put up points, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 most weeks. So the Giants offense has not been putrid. But they're also not an offense that can really keep up with one of the higher end offenses in football. And with the Giants getting so many injuries today, two cornerbacks, you know, Fabian Moreau, Adoree Jackson, and we'll talk about those guys later. And the Lions scoring 31 points, which was in conjunction with the Giants turning the ball over three times. It was pretty much impossible to win this game based on how the Giants played. So we'll get into it. We'll touch on the offense, defense, and plenty of injuries, which is the very unfortunate part, especially with a game coming up in five days here. So hope you guys enjoy. Leave a like, and let's get into it. I guess we might as well start with the injuries because it's just such a long list. So Adoree Jackson left with the knee injury, Fabian Moreau, ribs injury, John Feliciano left with a neck injury, same for Tyree Phillips, who was filling in for Evan Neal, who's already hurt, and Wondell Robinson had a knee injury, and he was having his best game in the NFL, so that was definitely an unfortunate timing for him, and based on, like, I saw one of those, like, fantasy doctor accounts, which sometimes they're reliable, sometimes they're not, they said it looked like a season-ending injury, so of course we'll find out tomorrow, but that would really suck if that was the case, and Wandell's one of those guys who, yeah, he was a second-round pick this year, so of course we're excited for him, but just also a necessity right now because the Giants don't really have many great wide receiver options. For Dory Jackson, he apparently is out for like three to five weeks. That, of course, can be a four-game IR stint if they think it's that bad. And that one sucks because it happens on a punt return. And of course, we tried that with Richie James. He had the two fumbles in Seattle. He got pulled from that job and they gave it to Adoree Jackson. But Jackson's been a guy who definitely has had durability issues in the past with the Tennessee Titans mostly. But, you know, to put a guy back on punt return, it is dangerous. You have guys, gunners coming at you running full speed and they sometimes have really bad hits. And that was a case right there for Dory Jackson. He caught a punt, he got hit pretty quickly, and just went down awkwardly, and you can tell right away that he was hurt, and I didn't know how bad it was, but they went right to commercial break, and he was still laying on the ground, so I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not good, because, you know, with McKinney already out, who's the best guy in the secondary, and then you have the second best guy, Dory Jackson, also out, the Giants will now be without those guys for the next two, three games at least, and they're playing some better opponents here. The Dallas Cowboys on Thursday get the Giants secondary without two of their best players in the secondary, and if you want to include James Bradbury, who was on the roster at one point, that's three of those guys. It's a very unfortunate injury, and just one of those guys that you cannot afford to lose this year. I always said coming into the year, the most important guy to the Giants defense this year because of the lack of depth at that cornerback position is probably Adoree Jackson, who has had a really good year so far this year. So it's a shame to see that, and I feel like it was kind of avoidable because it happened on punt return. If it happened playing defense, you know, stuff happens. It is what it is. But 
it was avoidable since it happened on punt returns. So that really sucks. And for Wandell Robinson, I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out about, about the rest of these guys tomorrow. But even Fabian Moreau, another guy that you don't want to lose. And the Giants, once again, they play Thursday. Not much time to heal up. If it's a bad ribs injury, I don't know if he's going to be out for that game as well. So the Giants might go into Dallas, like down to their third and fourth string cornerbacks. Might see some Rodarius Williams against CeeDee Lamb or something, which would be just terrible. Anyway, let's get to the offense as we always do. So Daniel Jones 44 pass attempts a season high 345 yards also a season high had the touchdown to Richie James of all people and the two interceptions which of course were killers Aiden Hutchinson made an unbelievable play on one of those and the other one was just kind of a pass that sailed on Jones uh, not to make an excuse but I know the wind was definitely a factor today we saw that with uh, Graham Gano missed a couple extra points but um, yeah I think Daniel Jones I mean we saw maybe a handful of plays where it was like wow that was really good and then we saw you know, those two passes were terrible. I think Jones outside of those two passes didn't have that bad of a game. So it's a shame they resulted in turnovers, but I'm a person that always advocates for Daniel Jones to be aggressive. So I'm not going to hop on here and kill the guy for two interceptions. Yes, you know, one of them was really bad. I think the other one, Hutchinson, just made a great play. So it is what it is. But Jones, looking at his next-gen stats, you know, passing chart, he had one pass over 30 yards, which I think coming into the year, he may have had only like two or three. So that's encouraging. He had another one, let's call it two, three, four, five, you know, five passes over 20 yards. So Jones was definitely pushing the ball down the field more. There were some deep crossing routes. And that's all I want to see. It's just aggression. Like this offense was so predictable, just giving the ball to Saquon Barkley over and over again. And it worked. I mean, we saw it last week against the Texans. It worked. Giving the ball to Saquon 35 times, it worked. But it's not always going to work. If you are relying on your running back to carry your offense in 2022, there's going to be times where defenses will stop the running back and then you have to do something else. And this was a game where we'll go to Saquon Barkley now where he was bottled up the entire day 15 carries for 22 yards Saquon Barkley was given no holes whatsoever and the Giants offense definitely struggled because of it and that's not the Giants game the Giants game is to run the ball and pass the ball an equal amount in this game the Giants had 44 passing attempts and only 26 rushing attempts that's not the type of game the Giants want to play now of course in this game they got down 24 to 6 in the early third quarter so when you have a negative game script where you're down by three possessions you're going to be forced to pass the ball more based on just how the game is going so I don't think the Giants wanted to play this style of game but just based on how the Lions offense was and the turnovers it kind of just happened that way but that's not the Giants style of football especially for this year for the Giants to win games and have a well-balanced offense they have to be well-balanced and run the ball just about as much as they pass the ball like in games where Daniel Jones this year has thrown the ball over 31 times the Giants are now one in three in games where Jones throws the ball 30 times or less they're six and oh so I mean there might be some correlation there but you can definitely tell when the Giants have a more well-balanced team and they can just more so rely on Saquon Barkley the offense is a lot better but in situations like this where Saquon Barkley is just completely getting nothing the entire day it's going to be tough we saw that in Seattle too I forget Saquon's exact stat line off the top of my head I went to look it was 20 carries for 53 yards 2.6 per carry versus the Seattle Seahawks that was not a good game for Saquon Barkley and the one versus Carolina 
in week two, the Giants won that game by three versus a you know bad Carolina team. He had 21 carries for 72 yards, 3.4 a carry. So, you know, in Barkley's two worst games this year, which was the Seattle game and this one, the Giants are 0-2, and that's not a coincidence. This offense runs through Saquon Barkley. He is their main guy, and really the offense goes through him this year. So it sucked to see that. Also sucked to see Wandell get hurt. He did have 100 yards in this game before leaving. He looked awesome. Um, the Giants had a lot of plays just kind of drawn up for him, and he was taking advantage of it. So I know this Lions defense is not good, but still, to see Wandell Robinson get 100 yards and then get hurt was like the most Giants thing ever. It was a weird play. It didn't happen on the field. It kind of happened on the sideline, the injury. He kind of got dragged down awkwardly and you know, I was thinking like that didn't look good. Maybe he'll be all right. But then like the way he just went down after you can tell um, he was probably not returning for the rest of the day. And it could be even longer than that. Darius Slayton did have a drop or two, which of course, you know, that comes with the territory with him, but five catches, 86 yards. I would say overall, he had a pretty good day. Giants had three turnovers today. Jordan Ronan tweeted that the Giants had eight turnovers the entire season coming into today. So having three in one game like this Giants team is does not have enough offensive firepower to have three turnovers and still win a game like that the Giants are not built like that the Giants can maybe survive with a turnover or two but if you're turning the ball over three times the Giants don't have like the playmakers to make up that difference in a turnover battle like for instance in that week one game when the um the Cincinnati Bengals played the Steelers Joe Burrow threw five interceptions and that game still went to overtime because the Bengals have offensive firepower with T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Mix and Tyler Boyd they have guys that can make plays the Giants don't have that they have Saquon Barkley end of list, right? That's pretty much it for the Giants. So when the Giants turn the ball over or lose by two or three in the turnover category, they're going to lose most of those games. And this, you know, this outcome is not surprising whatsoever. The Giants only had 89 rushing yards as a team. I wanted to look at Daniel Jones individually had seven carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. So Jones definitely ran the ball more effectively, efficiently in this game. He had a design like quarterback power off the right tackle for a touchdown. That play worked out. The Giants had eight penalties resulting in 63 yards. So that area was not good as well. The Giants did run 10 more plays offensively, 73 to their 63. But of course, that really didn't result in the uh, final outcome in a positive way for the Giants. Shane Lemieux on the first drive allowed a sack. And we know that Shane Lemieux back from his rookie year, the last time we saw him play a full season, he was good in run blocking, but just awful in pass protection. And on that first, you know, third down passing play, he got cooked and Daniel Jones went down pretty quickly. So Tyree Phillips, John Feliciano, they got hurt. We saw Nick Gates come in the game and that was great to see. I think Nick Gates did pretty well for the most part. We've seen some like Twitter videos, you know, Bobby Skinner posts some of those and um, Nick Gates looked pretty good for the most part. So I think, you know, as long as um, Feliciano is out for Thursday, I would think Nick Gates gets his first start since the injury. So that'd be great to see. The Giants defense, we talked about the Adoree Jackson injury on a punt return, which was just, it's stupid let's be honest I mean they probably just never should have had him back there in the first place probably you know could have been somebody like Darnay Holmes who is not really as great as a defensive player as Adoree Jackson and not as important to this team on the Lions first drive O'Shane Zimenez had a stupid roughing the passer play kind of went high near Jared Goff's face and, and Goff kind of like I don't want to say flopped but he definitely showed that he got hit and um, that should have been a three and out. The Lions first drive should have been a three and out, but the O'Shane Zimenez penalty extended that drive and that led to three points. At least it wasn't seven, but still that drive should not have like resulted in any points at all. Play action crossing routes were a huge thing for the Lions offense. Like 
the Giants linebackers just can't cover. You know, like Mikey McFadden is a rookie, what, a fifth or sixth round pick. I don't think he's ready yet. And you have Jalen Smith, who has been released by a couple teams for a reason. I think Jalen Smith's played pretty well for the most part. We're not seeing Tay Crowder as much these days, and it, it makes sense based on how they were playing. But the Giants just don't have enough talent at the linebacker position. So many times today, just... Jared Goff rolled out to his right, crossing routes wide open. There was an Amon Ross St. Brown play, crossing route wide open. Um, it happened a handful of times, and Jared Goff, he did make some nice plays to his credit. He also had a pass that should have been picked off by Julian Love late in the game. The game was kind of out of reach by that point, but you never know. But St. Brown had seven catches for 76 yards. Jamal Williams, who had, I think he has like five multiple touchdown games this year, which is insane. I mean, we're only 11 games in or 10 games in. Jamal scored three touchdowns. The Lions running backs had a pretty good day for the most part. I know Justin Jackson played well. He was like a former backup with the Chargers. I didn't even know he was on the Lions, but um, nine carries for 66 yards. He had that big run in the third quarter down the left sideline, 7.3 a carry for him. DeAndre Swift had a rushing touchdown, didn't do much else outside of that. Khalif Raymond, three catches, 33 yards. I want to bring up Khalif Raymond because there was that ridiculous player where the Giants had the Lions in like a third and 12 or something. And they throw a screen to Khalif Raymond. He falls, right? He catches the ball. He falls. And it's not college. So, of course, he can get back up if he's not touched. And when he fell, you're thinking as a Giants fan, nice. Like, we're getting out, you know, third down. We're getting the ball back. Khalif Raymond has time to get up and still picks up the first down. I was like, how? Like, how does that even happen? So things like that were frustrating. I'm going to go in my notes section because I do take notes during the games and talk about some things we missed. The Giants picked up a fourth and one. I think Dable was pretty aggressive in this game for the most part, especially later when the game was getting out of reach. I definitely like an aggressive coach in those situations, but they had a fourth and one near midfield. It was probably the first quarter, maybe early second quarter. They ran one of those, like an end around handoff to Matt Breda on a fourth and one. He picked it up. Those plays always make me nervous because sometimes defensive ends just like blow up those plays. The first Jones interception, it happened when the Giants were up six to three. Of course, that sucked to see. When Jones had the second interception, the Giants went for it on fourth and five. And I think based on what I saw from the broadcast view, it seemed like Jones went to the right guy. He just missed the throw, like plain and simple. So if he threw that ball lower, it could have been a first down conversion. Sometimes the ball gets away from you. There was a play with Cordell Flott, might have been in the third quarter, where he quote-unquote dropped an interception. I don't think it was that bad. Like he was, he was protecting a crossing route going one way, and the ball was going to the other receiver going the other way. So it was a tough play, and it kind of was a throw behind him. It got kind of on his right arm so like maybe he could have caught it but I, I don't want to call it a dropped interception Graham Gano missed the two extra points and the punter Jamie Gillian Jillian has looked terrible I get this is a game where there was a lot of wind and even Graham Gano didn't have his best day but Gillian has not looked good as a punter whatsoever and I thought early on hey we might have found something here because he was doing a great job as the Giants punter but like recently especially last week as well he has not looked good the Giants just they didn't play their game today you know as I said the offense when they're throwing the ball 44 times especially with this you know receiving core that we have which is not very talented and then Wandale getting hurt um, it just makes it worse I mean we did see Kenny Galladay make some type of contribution today he caught he caught like a 19 yard pass early in the game and I don't think Galladay played the first two or three drives like he didn't make his first appearance until like the early second quarter so Galladay 
may have got benched just for how he played last week with that terrible drop. There was the Isaiah Hodgins fumble later in the game. I think the Giants were already down like 18 points, so it wasn't like it was the worst possible case, but he did fumble on the Giants side of the field, like right before the 50s. So um, yeah, not a good look. He caught a pass and somebody knocked it out and he didn't recover. They're, they were questioning whether it was a completed pass or not, but it was. And even Lawrence Cager, he dropped a two-point uh, two conversion late in the game. I think it was after Breda scored that touchdown and Cager they ran a play action he was wide open and Jones gave him a good ball and he dropped it so as a Giants fan I'm absolutely concerned about this because this was a time where they could have won eight and two and when you go eight and two I think I saw the entertainer actually posted on Twitter I think teams that go eight and two they make the playoffs like 96 percent of the time so obviously seven and three is really good Coming into the year, we were supposed to win seven games all year. So being seven and three, ten games in is fantastic. But this was a game where the Giants were favored. They were home. The Lions have a very beatable team. I know the Giants were very injured in this game, but this is one that I really wanted to take because now the Giants have, I would say, a stretch of about five tough games in a row. And you can quite honestly argue that the rest of the season is a tough schedule. The easiest games I think the Giants have from here on out are in two weeks, a home game versus Washington, who I think they won again today. Yeah, they beat the Texans, so not that impressive, but they beat the crap out of them. So home game versus Washington, which you never know in division. And I would say the other easy game now would be the Colts, which is a January 1st, 2023 game, week 17. But even the Colts, they almost had, they pretty much had the Eagles beat today. Like the Colts are playing much better football. They just beat the Raiders two weeks ago now. They just lost by one point to the freaking Eagles today. So the Colts, you know, in five, six games from now, we'll see what type of team they are, but they're definitely not a pushover anymore. The Giants spread for next week, by the way, they're a plus eight. So Dallas favored by eight points. Dallas had a very, very impressive win today versus the eight and were they nine and one, eight and one, whatever they were, the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. So they beat the crap out of them. You know, Zeke had two touchdowns. Pollard had two touchdowns. The Cowboys looked dominant. They had like seven sacks on Kirk Cousins. So I'm definitely concerned about this game on Thursday. I had, you know, decent hopes that we can maybe steal that one. But at this point, it's hard to see the Giants going into Dallas with all these injuries and winning that game. It would be awesome, but I just, I'm not really expecting it right now because I just don't think the Giants are in a place to even win with the talent they have on the field or lack thereof. Dallas seems to be playing very well recently. They did drop that one at Green Bay, but I think before that they won like four or five in a row. So the last month and a half, Dallas has been on fire. Their defense is playing great. And I just don't really trust the Giants offensive line next week. So not, well, it is next week, but Thursday. So we'll see. But yeah, if the Giants, you know, if they drop that Dallas game, you're down to seven and four. If you drop, you know, one of those Washington games, you're down to, you know, five losses. If you drop one of the Eagles games, you're down to six losses. If you drop the Vikings game, seven losses, Colts game, eight loss, like you're getting to a point where it's getting a bit scary. So the Giants started out great this year. Obviously, seven and two is awesome, but they're going to enter here these last two months are very critical because they have a very tough schedule. I still think this team can get to nine or 10 wins. I'm not like freaking out yet, but I don't really know how they go into Dallas and win. So I'm kind of prepared to be seven and four. I hate to be a downer, but it's going to be very tough. So, you know, we'll find out what happens. Hopefully they find a way to get a couple more wins here and just get themselves in the playoffs. And then once you get there, you never know. So a frustrating day. I don't know what my schedule will be for this week. I mean, tomorrow night, I'll just do my NFL recap. I think on Tuesday night, I wanted to talk to the entertainer, which I think think is on his channel this week so maybe that on Tuesday night Wednesday night I'll probably do the uh, highlights reaction to this past game so 
we'll get to that stuff. And then, of course, the game's on Thursday. So hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you. Of course, it sucks to lose this game. I really wanted this one to just pretty much secure a playoff spot. But, you know, tough uh, tough schedule coming up here. So the Giants have to get it done, get themselves a few more Ws. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video, and I will talk to you guys next time.